Oh, come on, shout it again. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to worship the Lord today. Praise His holy name. You know, it's easy to have church when you're hungry. Amen. There's something happens when you're hungry. Amen. Food always tastes better when you're hungry. Amen. You've been on a fast. Let me tell you something. A can of tuna will taste good after a little while. Some of you may like tuna. Amen. My, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Praise God. Don't you like what you feel? Aren't you appreciative of the Holy Ghost that is in this house? And I believe today that if God is here, that he's here to do something. Praise the Lord. I give honor today to all that have gathered at 725 West Snow Avenue. It is so good, amen, to step to this pulpit and minister to this beautiful congregation. I give honor today to all of our guests. We thank you for coming to Praise Temple Apostolic Church. Amen. Brother Fleming, always good to see you, my friend. We give you honor today. <laughs> Praise God. Friend of this church, we give him honor. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to see. Amen. I, I, I thought of this just a few moments ago. This is the grandmother of my grandchildren, but she's not my wife. Sister Linda Cox. Y'all will get that here in a minute. Praise the Lord. I give her honor today. Amen. We're glad her, to have her all the way from Illinois. Praise the Lord. Sister Lynn Moore and all her family, I give you honor today. Glad you're here with us. Praise God. I told her before church, I said, you came all this way just to hear me preach today. No, she came to have church with us. And we give her honor. We're always glad to see this precious family with us and the rest of all of us. We're so good and so glad to be, amen, in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Brother Danny Alvey, ain't God good? Amen. He's good, ain't he? I wish somebody would just shout hallelujah. I'm going to tell you today, anything could happen in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We're assuming that everyone that are here today, amen, as well, and your pipes have not burst. Amen. Because we have been getting calls all morning from burst pipes and broken water lines, and we have been dealing with crazy stuff here at the church all week. Amen. For all of you winter lovers, you need to go out, pull your coat off, run around and enjoy the cold weather. And then come talk to me about winter when we do the repair on the pipes again. So the next time I hear somebody say they love winter, be careful. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hold you right about the same level as that McDonald's in Litchfield. And that's, that's pretty low. So don't it feel good in the house of the Lord? Amen. Yes, it does. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We, uh, uh, we are sorry for the inconvenience of Sunday school in between the, the lines uh, being froze. We have a furnace down. Amen. You know, the furnace always breaks down in the core of winter. Again, winter. 
Amen. I hope everybody's enjoying winter. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to the Word just for a little while. Such a beautiful congregation of people here today. and Amen. I do give you honor. And I thank you for coming to the house of the Lord and worshiping. And it just... Uh, my, after missing Wednesday night, it just feels like forever since we've been here together. And praise God, there's just a, there's a great anointing today in this place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Could we, before we get into the word, Brother Kevin, I, just, I want you to just keep playing. Could we, could we just lift our hands to the Lord and just, Hallelujah. Why don't you just ask the Holy Ghost to move right now? <laughs> I bless you today, Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Lord, you're worthy today. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, praise Him just a little bit longer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> That's all right. Come on, let him move. That's all right. We're going to have church in this place. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. you say today is my day I believe that today is our day it's our day amen we we say this uh, constantly but we're blessed because there's a world of people that today would would be in the house of the Lord if they could and here God has blessed us and allowed us to come together amen we are blessed beyond measure aren't we praise God you have your Bibles, I want to go to the Word just for a moment. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. 1 Corinthians 1, and then we're going to read verses 23 and 24. Praise God. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. We're going to go to 23 and 24. Praise God. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now if you you would go to the second verse, the second chapter, verses 1 and 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified 
I want to preach today the power of God. And it's this. I just, I preach Jesus. There's so many messages to be preached. And I know that they all tie to a core theme. But I want to tell everyone this, that there's no greater message. There's not a greater story told than that of Christ Jesus. Amen. From Genesis to Revelation, you'll find Jesus in every book of the Bible. Today, for a few moments, I want to preach to you just about Jesus. Could we just lift our hands and thank Him for His availability? Lord, I thank You that we know that we serve an accessible God, a God that has made Himself accessible, Lord. We know that we can go boldly before the throne of grace by the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you today, Lord, that you have allowed us to come together in the house of the Lord to feel what we feel and experience what we've experienced. And Lord, I thank you today for the word of God. Anoint these old lips of clay. Please minister to the hearts of everyone that's gathered in the house of the Lord. Let this anointing that I feel let it, God, to touch every heart and every person. Lord, young and old in the house, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Many years ago, there was a story told of a school and a class that no teacher had been able to handle. Two or three teachers had been run off from the school in one year because of the rebelliousness and the unruliness of the students of that class. And a young man just out of college applied to teach at the school. And the principal asked the young man, he said, do you know what you're asking for? No one else has been able to handle these students and you're asking for a terrible beating as their teacher. After a few moments of prayer, the young man looked at the principal and said, Sir, with your consent, he said, I accept the challenge. Please just give me a trial basis. The next morning, the teacher stood before the class and he said to them, Young people, I've come to conduct school but I can't do it by myself. I must have your help. One student named Big Tom told the other students he didn't need any help. He could take out the teacher all by himself. The young teacher told the class if they were going to have school that they had to have some rules because schools have rules, don't they? But that he was going to allow the students to help make up the rules and that he would list them on the blackboard as they were submitted. And this was certainly different to the students and one young man suggested that there would be no stealing and another one shouted out to be on time for class. And pretty soon they had the rules listed on the blackboard, ten rules. And the teacher then asked the class what the punishment would be for breaking the rules. Now this happened many years ago and it was in a different time. One of the students suggested 
that if the rules were broken, that they should receive ten lashes with a rod across their back with the coat off. The teacher thought that was pretty harsh, but he asked the class if everyone agreed with the punishment, and the class agreed. Everything went along all right for the first two or three days. And then the young man named Big Ton, he came in one day very upset. And he declared that somebody had stolen his lunch. After they had investigated, they came to the conclusion that a young man by the name of Timmy had stolen his lunch. And Timmy admitted that he had indeed taken the lunch So the teacher asked him if he knew the punishment. And he nodded that he did. The teacher told him, I'm going to have to ask you to take off your coat. Timmy said, I'm guilty and I'm willing to take my punishment. He said, but please don't make me take my coat off. The teacher said, these are the rules and everyone has agreed to abide by them. And Timmy began to unbutton his old worn out coat, the teacher saw that he didn't have a shirt on underneath it. And even worse, he saw that there was a frail and bony frame of a young man hidden beneath the coat. The teacher asked him, he said, why did you come to school without a shirt? Timmy explained he only had one shirt because his mother and father were very poor. And today his mom was washing the shirt. And the young teacher looked at Timmy's frail back and with his spine protruding against his skin and his ribs sticking out, he wondered how in the world he could lay a a rod across that child's back. But he knew he had to enforce the punishment or the children would not obey the rules. So he drew back the rod to strike the little boy named Timmy. And just then someone stood up in the back And it was the young man, Big Tom. He said, sir, if there's anything that says, I can't take little Timmy's whipping for him. The teacher thought about it and agreed. And with that, Big Tom took his coat off. And he stooped over Timmy at the desk. And the teacher then began to put that rod on Tom's back. But for some strange reason... After a few licks with the rod, the rod broke in half. The young teacher buried his face into his hands and he began to cry. And he looked up to find that every person in the classroom was crying. Because Timmy had turned around and grabbed that young man Tom around the neck. And he was apologizing to him for stealing his lunch. And he begged Tom to forgive him. And he told Tom, he said, I'm going to love you until I die for taking my licks for me. I want to tell everyone that the beauty of this story is this, that I can understand the rebellion and the unruliness in this class and in Tom and in the young man even. Amen. Even though he was poor and blind, I can understand because I can liken myself to Timmy. Amen. But today I can understand also the mission of Tom. 
Amen. Because like Jesus Christ, amen, because of his amazing grace, he stooped from glory and he put his arms around me and he took the punishment that I justly deserved. Amen. Because he loved me and I made up my mind when I went to an altar and I gave my life to the Lord that I was going to love him for taking my licks for me for the rest of my life. I want to preach Jesus for a little while and I want to tell you that there's a Savior by the name of Jesus that loves you and came into this world that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Isaiah 53 declared this to us and we have preached about it, we've read it, we've done it as intro into messages and scriptures. Surely he hath borne our grief, he has carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God, afflicted, but he was wounded for our, everyone say our, our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Our is simply the plural of my which means this. These afflictions belong to me. This punishment today if I could understand the message of Christ Jesus it's that This is the truth. I deserved every inflicted wound that could be placed upon my back for the penalty of sin that I had in my life. I want the church to hear me today. The oppressor of your soul would have you to live in condemnation. As a matter of fact, it is one of the great spirits of the age that we battle with. This old spirit and attitude of condemnation of your sins every moment of your life. Amen. I know the spirit that whispers in your ear because it whispers in my ear. You're not good enough. You failed too many times. You missed the mark. You've sinned and come up short. You struggle with sin issues. You failed since you've been forgiven. Amen. You'll never be able to be set free. Amen. I want to preach today to the congregation and tell you that's a lie from the pits of hell. Amen. Jesus came that you could have life and you could have it more abundantly. I want to preach Jesus to us today. And I want to tell you today there is a reason that we stand on the platform and we sing songs of glory. There's a reason today that we run across the front of the church and we shout and we dance. There's a reason that we act foolish because I know I've been forgiven. I've been loose. I've been set free by the power of the blood. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen. I've got good news today for the church. Romans 5 says this, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Let me explain to you what that means. When you put your head on the pillow tonight, you can have peace with God. 
You don't have to lay there in bed wondering about the issues of your life as long as you talk to the Lord. We have peace with God. Amen. The Bible said this. There is no longer any enmity between me and him. God is no longer at war with me as he was when I had sin in my life. But thank God. Romans says this. Therefore being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom we have access by faith into his grace. Amen. Wherein we stand. Amen. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely will a righteous man one die for one. Will someone die for a righteous man? Yet perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners... In the pit of my worst sin, in the in, in the attitude of my worst mistake, in the biggest time of my worst failure. And I want to tell us, church, every one of us have had them in our lives. And today, I want us to know that I'm not just preaching to the sinner, but I'm preaching to the saint today. And I'm telling us today that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the you don't have to live with condemnation in your life and today in the name of Jesus I bind the spirit of condemnation and I command it under the authority of that name to loose itself from us and loose itself from the people of this congregation God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Church, this is not just how good we've been, and this is the trick of the enemy. It's not just how good we've been. It's how perfect and spotless he is. I want you to hear me today. I want to say that again so this thing would soak into us. Amen. I'm telling you today, I know the spirit of condemnation. And when it rides people, I can tell you today, amen, that there are people today in this congregation that are living in condemnation because the devil has pulled the wool over your eyes. Amen. Let me tell you this. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. It's not just about how good you are. It's about how perfect He is. He is the spotless lamb. Your righteousness is rotten but His righteousness is perfect. And today when I get... Oh my... Today when I get hold of that, I can shout a little bit more. Today when I really get hold of that, I mean I can dance a little bit more. When I really get hold of this thing. Hallelujah, my. Hallelujah. It's not about how massive my failures are. Amen, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands of people that have had 
failures in your life. Because I'm telling you, I've had failures in my life. Whether it be here, or whether it be here. Now I can tell you today that you can look at me and say, oh, woe is him. But let me tell you something today. You're flesh and blood just like I am. And I don't know of no perfect men but one, and his name is Jesus. So I want to tell you this today. If you want to point one finger at me, there are four pointing themselves right back at you. And if you want to point your finger at somebody and condemn them, just know this, that spirit of condemnation is out of the pits of hell. You have joined leagues with the enemy of your soul. God came in the flesh that I could live a life of abundance I want to tell you today if a pastor has ever hit his wits end at any one thing and I'm not just speaking of this congregation I'm speaking in the world of Pentecost I am tired of finger pointers I'm tired of people that look at other people and they condemn them I'm tired of people that would put people in hell. I'm tired of people that would judge somebody. Amen. Let me tell you something. Amen. You better worry about your own self. You better worry about your own soul. Amen. You better take into account your own attitude and your own desire and your own life. Seek after your own salvation. The Bible says with fear and trembling. Let me tell you today, before you point a finger at somebody, you better do a self-examination of your own life and you're going to find today that you may not be willing to admit it amen but you're miserable in your time of sin amen I hope this is alright today this is what the Lord directed at me amen we live today in an age a generation of finger pointers that want to point fingers at everybody else except no one ever wants to take responsibility for themselves no one ever does. It's always somebody else's fault. It's always what somebody else did. It's always somebody else trying to drag me down. Let me tell us today, if we could, if we could assume responsibility for the failures of our life, God could forgive us. Mm. This is not just how good God is or how good I've been. It's how perfect Christ was and is. Isaiah 64 says this, but we are all as unclean things, are all as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. We all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Amen. Everyone say all. This is not just about someone else. This is about you. This is about me. This is about you, Brother Moore. This is about you, Brother Chris. Amen. This is about every one of us. All. All. Amen. Every one of us are included in this batch here. Amen. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all of our righteousness as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Listen to Psalms 14. All are gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Everybody say not one. Amen. Romans 3, it is written, there is none righteous. 
No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And then he goes on to say, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Oh, that was Paul as a sinner. Let me go a little further into Paul's writing. Paul told Timothy, amen, that he was the chiefest of sinners. Amen. Isaiah 64 says, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow with thy presence. I I want us to understand, amen, that the problems that we are dealing with in our life are not just organizational problems. They are not just money problems, amen. They're not just job problems. They're not just personality conflict. Amen. The problems that you and I deal with as humanity are sin problems. Let me explain this today. Amen. I'm going to tell you that 99.99% of marriages can be fixed, amen, with repentance and submission unto one another. Did you know that? Amen. Uh, 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 children that, that are living a, a life that is corrupt, let me tell you, if they would submit themselves to the authority of God in their life, amen, I want to tell you that God could turn that situation around. Amen, let me tell us today, that individual with a drug problem, amen, it's not just a drug problem, amen, they have got a problem in their life and they're looking for something to fill something, a void in their life and they're looking to get, oh my God, I'm telling you today, there are people today trying to to fill a blank spot in their life with sexual perversion. I'm telling you today, you will never find the answer unless you turn to God. We have talked to psychiatrists and psychologists, and I want to tell you today that as a pastor, I'm not against that today. Amen. But I want to tell you this. Amen. We can blame things about things that have happened in our past. Amen, let me tell you, at some point or another, we've got to take authority of our future. Amen, by the admission of our present guilt. Amen, I'm going to tell you today this, that if we'll accept the guilt and the shame of where we are and just say, Lord, I'm guilty today, I want you to know that you can receive the Holy Ghost in five minutes of time. I want you to know today you don't have to come and pound the altar and seek for God for hours and hours and hours. I commend you if you want to do that. But I want to tell you today that while Peter preached the word at the house of Cornelius, why he preached the word, they were filled with the Holy Ghost when you get to an attitude of repentance in your life and an attitude of getting right with God your life will change your family will change your church situation will change when you get tired of living like you're living and then the looser of men the looser of souls the deliverer of your heart will minister to your life to tell you today that we all deal with problems in our lives and I get that. I know there's problems just because we live in a world full of problems. But I want you to know that most of the majority of those problems would disappear. Amen. With our sin issues if we would let them. Amen. The problem is many times we don't want to let go of them. Amen. 
like the person with a crutch or the person that, that lives in, in an infirmity in their life. I want you to know today that when you say, God, I need your help. Amen. God can minister to in your life at whatever infirmity, whether it's a sin infirmity, a health infirmity, an emotional infirmity. I'm telling you today, a personality infirmity. Amen. I'm telling you today, amen, that God is able to reach in your life and change your situation and change your family and change your children and change your generation. And all you've got to do is say, I'm tired. I'm tired of living in sin I'm tired of walking in this I'm tired of doubt and confusion I'm tired oh my God I'm telling somebody in this place if you make up in your mind that you're tired you'll be loosed and set free one of the greatest reasons and I believe today the greatest reason amen that we continue that we live that we that we are subject to these things in our life is because we we don't want them really out of our life. They're a crutch for us. They're easy to turn to. They're easy to blame when things go wrong. It's a pastor's fault. Somebody else's fault. My brother's fault. My sister's fault. I've been treated unfairly. I've been, I've been wounded. I've been hurt. I've been maimed. I'm here to tell you today, amen, that you can get rid, amen, of psychological problems by submitting yourself unto God and saying, Lord, I need you to touch me. I need you to minister to me. I need you to heal me. I want to tell us today, every one of us have gone astray. Every one of us have failed God. Every one of us have missed the mark. Every one of us struggle with sin still living for God. Amen. Whether you're willing to admit it or not. I'm here to tell you today the looser is in the house. The Holy Ghost is here. The life changer is here. And all you got to do is say I'm tired of living where I'm at. Romans 3 it is written there is none righteous no not one there is none that understandeth there is none that seeketh God they are all gone out of the way they are all together unprofitable there is none that doeth good no not one all have sinned and come short of the glory of God amen Jesus was addressed by his disciples and they said good master He said, why do you call me good? There's none good. Let me me tell us today, we live in a generation of people that don't want their feelings hurt. We live today, amen, that when someone's feelings are stepped on, amen, they'll cut and run. We live today that you have to tiptoe around personalities and tiptoe around people to an extent that you're worried every day about who you're going to offend. I'm going to tell us this. Oh, I miss the 80s. I'm telling us the truth. I miss the 80s. You want to know why? 
We could laugh, we could joke, we could talk without ever offending anybody. Nobody ever offended anybody for the most part. You want to know why? Because we got over it. If somebody did offend us, we didn't take it to bed with us that night. Amen. We didn't sleep with it and multiply it in our lives. Amen. It didn't become part of us. and it, 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 didn't, it didn't begin to produce fruit of bitterness and wrath and anger and bitterness in our life. I'm here to tell you today that if some would turn loose of some of the hurt and some of the wound and some of the pain and all of the sin, your life will change. My. I'm going to ask you today how many this week have said, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that one doing this to me. I'm tired of what I'm having to deal with. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of being wounded. Let me tell you, God is tired of you sinning. And when you get tired of it yourself, the healer is in the house. And all you've got to do is take it to him and say, God, you've got to touch me. You've got to change me. You've got to move in my life. I'm going to tell us today that you cannot remove the guilt of sin and stain in your life. It's impossible for you to do. I know that we, we save ourselves from this untoward generation. That's what the Bible does. We don't do it by ourselves. I want you to know that you will never live good enough. You will never ever live good enough. You will never live good enough. Amen. And the devil will beat you to death with that stick. I hope this is okay. I'm, I'm preaching what the Lord sent me here to preach. Isaiah 64. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens and thou wouldest come down. Amen. John said this, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. Oh, God. And the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let me give us a word today. Amen. This prophetical word in this book, this, this word is so exact. Amen. That it, it literally predicts names and dates and prophecies that are 100% true. And you will never escape the accurateness of this Bible. Amen. You'll, you'll never, amen, uh, get around the truth that is contained in the Word. Amen. Let me tell you this today. Amen. In John 1, it was the fulfillment of Isaiah 64. Did you know that? Amen. The God of glory, knowing that we were lost and completely undone and full of sin and so corrupt, full of rottenness and filthiness and nakedness like the young boy named Timmy that had stripped his coat off and he was naked and starving. That is how you and I were and are. Now you might not be willing to admit it, but I'll tell you that I am. Amen. Now let's look at this scripture. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Amen. 
The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The God of glory, knowing that we were lost and completely undone and full of sin. Amen. Isaiah said, there's none good, no, not one. All are corrupt. But Isaiah prophesied it like this. He said, rend the heavens open and come down. Amen. In other words, amen. God, we need you to step from glory into this world, into humanity. Because we've got a problem that we cannot fix ourselves. I want us to know this today. Amen. We don't just have governmental problems. We don't just have judicial problems. We've got sin problems. Anytime that we are dealing with confusion and hurt and people attacking one another and sides, let me tell you what the root base of it is sin. And Isaiah prophesied and said, Oh God, we need you to rend the heavens and step out of glory into this world. Let me tell you, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. You want to know what happened? The God of glory ripped open the heavens, and he said, I got your answer right here. My name is Jesus. I'm able to minister to you. God rent the heavens open that you could be saved. <clears throat> you did not have to live in your condition. You did not have to live in your sin. You did not have to live in your confusion. Let me, let me tell you what society wants to do with humanity. And when I'm speaking of society, I'm speaking of the spirit that is in society. Amen. It wants to cause division and hurt. I'm not just talking about in the church. I'm talking about in your lives, in your families, in your children. Amen. A, a division. Did you know that the Bible said in the end time that there would be a division in the races of people? Amen. We know that races have always struggled. Amen. That's always been a fight there. But let me tell us this today. Amen. He made us all red and yellow, black and white. Amen. Every one of us, we, we used to sing this chorus. Amen. All the time, Jesus loves the little children of the world. Where is that chorus gone to? Jesus loves the little children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I want to tell you today, the enemy of your soul wants to divide you. Because if he can divide you, he can wound you. And if he can wound you, he can kill you. And if he can, oh my, if he can make you hate me because of my skin color and my attitude and oh, and make me hate you, I want you to know that he's winning the battle but I want you to know this ain't a society problem it's a sin problem yeah. hallelujah it's a sin problem this is a sin problem and I want to tell us this today that it exists in every nationality in every race in every color in every creed 
Every one of us are just as guilty of sin as the next individual is. Amen. And, and I feel this today. I, I, we have gotten to where we finger point one another. We play Facebook like it's a harp. I, I'm, I'm telling you. Amen. We'll poke fun and prod and rip and tear and hurt and wound and maim. That ain't the will of God in our lives. Amen. The will of God is that we love one another and work with one another and don't devour one another and minister to one another. I'm, I'm here to tell you. I'm, I'm preaching about a sin problem, not a Facebook problem. A sin problem. A sin problem that exists in you and me. And I'm telling you this, that Jesus Christ loved you enough that he ripped the heavens open and he stepped from glory and he did like old Tom as he stood over Timmy and he said, let me take the licks for you because I know you can't take it. Let me take the heart for you because I I know you can't take. I'm here to tell you today. Jesus wants to change you today. He wants to cover you and wash you and cleanse you. and Put his hands upon you and mend the hurts. And and I want you to know that as long as we cater to sin, as long as we harbor sin in our lives, that it will rule our attitudes. It will rule our desires. Amen. It'll rule our thought process. You'll live in a world where it's can. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't be delivered. I can't be set free. This is who I am. Let me tell you something. That's a lie out of the pits of hell. <laughs> Let me tell you this. You can. You just got to be born again. You'll never change in your condition. But if you're born again, you'll change. Woo, my. <laughs> I can't live like that. No, because you ain't been born again. When you really get born again, you've got a new look at, out, at things. You, you've got a new outlook on life. You, 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 you've been delivered from that old viewpoint in your life. I'm here to tell us today that Jesus Christ came to set men free. And I would say this today that he's not being preached enough preachers. I've got a room full of preachers today. Let me give you some instructions. Preach Jesus. Preach Jesus. Preach Jesus. And I want to tell you why. Because there's a, a thousand nifty messages out there that sound like they are boxed up from Reader's Digest. That won't deliver anybody. They won't loose anybody. They will not set anybody free. They'll not heal anybody. Let me tell you this message of Jesus Christ is so powerful. I believe that one drunk could tell another drunk in a bar room about a God that loves him. And somebody could receive the word of God. That's how powerful the word of God is. Well that can't happen. Yeah, Balak and Balaam then were all out of place. Amen. There was one that was an ungodly prophet. Amen. That was going to prophesy doom and gloom. But when God got hold of him, he prophesied blessing and honor and glory. I'm here to tell you, God can use anybody, any place, any time. My God. 
This one's unqualified and that one's unqualified. I got news for you, honey. We're all unqualified. The only thing that qualifies me in my life is Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that if you're looking for a pastor without faults, you ain't going to find one. Just like I ain't going to find a saint without faults. Is that all right? Because sin is powerful. Stand with me. Sin is hurtful. Sin is destructive. Sin. Mm. Would you pray with Just pray with me. I want the church just to get hold of God for a moment. Come on. I want you to open your mouths, church, just for a moment. Come on, let him speak to you right now. Let him speak to you. Let him speak to you.